In episode 423, I have Nick back on the show with me, and we are sharing with you our food philosophy, exactly what we eat in a day, a day in our life, plus so much more. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Guess what, my beautiful friend? My fourth book, Comparisonitis, How to Stop Comparing Yourself to Others and Be Genuinely Happy is out right now. Number one, New York Times bestselling author and social media sensation Jay Shetty said, never before has a book been more needed. Future generations will thank Melissa for shining a spotlight on comparisonitis. And multiple New York Times bestselling author Gabby Bernstein said, since Melissa refers to people who have recovered from comparisonitis as unicorns, I suppose that makes this a sort of unicorn training manual. I'm so grateful that such a manual has arrived. It's been infinitely helpful to me. Head to comparisonitis.com or Amazon to get your copy today. Hey, beautiful. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited because I have my beautiful husband, Nick Broadhurst, with us again on the show today. I love doing shows with him. They are so much fun. And we are sharing something that you guys have requested. It's actually possibly one of the most requested things we get asked, and that is our food philosophy, what we eat in a day, We talk you through a day in our life, including our morning and night routines, plus so much more. We share everything. And for all of the links, head to the show notes, melissaambrosini.com forward slash 424. Now let's just dive right on in to our food philosophy, what we eat in a day and a day in our life. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have my handsome husband with us again today. Hi. So good to have you back here. And we are so excited to talk today about our food philosophy, what we eat in a day and our morning and night routine. This has been one of the most requested things from you guys. So we are so excited to dive in and share all the juicy details. I'd have to say it would be the most requested. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you wonder why do people want to know what you eat in a day? But I also look those sorts of things up when I'm following different training protocols. Like I might look up someone who's got an amazing physique and I'm like, I want to know what he eats in a day or she eats, right? So I get it. It's super fascinating stuff. Definitely. So we're going to spill all the beans, all the kidney beans today. Well, there's lots of beans. There's, <laughs> there's lots, of, lots beans. of beans. But first, I wanted to share a little bit about our food philosophy with you guys. So we don't really subscribe to a diet. It's more a way of life. And the way that we, I guess, eat is very intuitively. We aim to tune into our body and to listen to what it 
needs in that moment? Am I feeling like I need some more carbohydrates? Am I feeling like I need some more protein? We eat very, very intuitively, and that is our philosophy. We also eat as close to nature as possible. And we have the belief that if it didn't come from the earth, then we don't eat it. So that's something else that's really important to us. We also aim to eat very clean, organic, spray free, chemical free, as much as possible. I think it's interesting as well to talk about what some of our influences have been. Influences, not sirs, because we definitely have been influenced by people over the years in terms of getting who? guidance. <laughs> I'm like, what do you do? Who? <laughs> we've, have read, we? we've read so much stuff, right? Oh, so, okay. So first of all, I would say the person who put us on to pretty much what we're doing now would be Dr. Stephen Cabral. Mm-hmm. I don't think much has really changed since we first started working with him. Which was, what is that 2017. Four 2017. Years, yeah. Four years now we've been working with him and he's been on my show a lot of times. times. (laughs) And he's now a very dear friend of ours. And we just love and adore him. Yeah. And so I look at all the different things we've researched. And I would say, for example, Glenda Davis on, I think it's called Going Vegan, is it? Her book, Becoming Vegan. Brenda Davis. Brenda. (laughs) Brenda Davis. And things like that, it's not like we're following that exactly, but you pick up Little tidbits along the way, right? Brenda's also been on the podcast. And then a good friend of ours, Simon Hill, from the Plant Proof podcast. Again, I pick up lots of things from listening to his podcasts, seeing his Instagram posts, things that are centered around training and nutrition. And most recently, we interviewed Robert Cheek and Matt Fraser, who wrote The Plant-Based Athlete. And again, picking up more things from that. So it's kind of like this mishmash, even I would say, you know, medical medium has influenced to a degree as well. And then it all comes back to intuition and listening to our body. So I think that is really, really important is tuning in and listening to your body. And I also just wanted to mention a few other things that are part of our food philosophy. We don't eat gluten. We're plant-based. We don't have any sugar in our diet, refined sugar. Gluten. Let's talk about that for a second because. I do occasionally have gluten. I don't. And I know from my genetic profile that I am gluten sensitive. I'm prone to celiac disease. So, According to your genes. According to my genes. Which can be expressed and turned on and off due to lifestyle. And I definitely don't have that. But if I do have gluten, it's only a slow fermented sourdough pizza because pizza is my absolute favorite food. And I'm talking about maybe once every six months. So I can't say we don't, or I can't say I don't eat gluten because occasionally, you know, they recently at our local markets, this amazing local pizza, they started doing a food truck at the markets and just doing wood-fired pizzas out of this truck. And it's just divine, like amazing. The thing is, though, is he never feels good after. Never. Ever. And I'm like, why did you do it? But I don't eat gluten. I just don't. I don't miss it. I'm not a bread person. I'm not a pizza person. Like Nick. I'm a bread person. Like that's his favorite food on this planet is like Mm. pizzas and breads. And like that for me, no. I could never have a pizza again in my life and I'd be fine. 
So I personally don't do gluten. We don't do any refined sugar ever. And we eat local and we shop at our local farmer's markets to support the farmers and we eat in season. So that's in a nutshell our food philosophy. And it really comes back to eating in alignment with mother nature and eating intuitively. Is there anything else you want to add to that? I guess something we've turned our attention to recently is the importance of non-imported food. So this is a tricky one. Well, that comes back to the local and in season. It does come back to local. You can't always get things local, right? So you can get them from Australia though. And so if you look at a bulk whole food supplier, generally, if something comes in bulk, not in packets, but in bulk from another country, very, very high chance it's been irradiated. Okay, so you've got to keep that in mind. So if you bought, say, Turkish apricots in a packet from a shop, probably not irradiated. If you buy them from a bulk shop, probably irradiated. From Turkey. Correct. So that has shifted our focus more and more to reading the label in terms of the country of origin or asking when the country of origin is and really eating locally. So that's something we're doing, especially for our nuts and our seeds is now only buying produce from Australia. Because the other thing is, if they're from Australia, most likely they're fresher. Okay. If it's from overseas, most likely have been sitting around for quite a long time, which is extra important for things like nuts and seeds because of the oils are very, they're very sensitive to prolonged shelf life. So that's important. That's really important. Mm, Absolutely. So something to think about. And when you go to the bulk food store, just make sure you read the label and see where it is from. So that's our food philosophy. Now let's dive into our morning and night routine. We're going to share with you exactly what we do. We're actually going to share with you our entire day and what we eat, but we're going to start at the very top. Well, our morning routine actually starts the night before with going to bed early, but I'll get to that in a minute. So I'm going to share what I do and Nick will share what he does. And just to preface this whole thing right now, as we record this, we have a four-month-old baby and this will change. And it may change tomorrow. It may change in a week. And it will definitely change when she drops her third nap of the day. Things will change again. And when she starts eating solids, things will change again. So if you're listening to this, I just want you to know that every day is different, but this is kind of a general flow of our day. So lately, I've been waking up at around 5.45. I'm not sure why. I think that is when the sun comes peeking through my curtains in the room. So that's when I've been getting up. And the first thing I do is sit up and meditate. I might go to the bathroom and scrape my tongue, but sometimes I just sit straight up and I meditate straight away for 20 minutes. And I absolutely love that. And then I will do some yoga all before 7 a.m. So baby girl wakes up at 7 a.m. So before 7 a.m., I try and do some yoga. I definitely do my meditation and I drink a big ball mason jar. I think it's about 800 mils of warm hydrogen water. So I make sure I drink that whole jar before 7 a.m. Yeah, so I seem to wake up around 5.37. (laughs) I don't know why. 
that seems to be my time. But that's only if I do have a really solid routine the night before. And we'll get to that because sometimes it varies for me. So 5.37, I have my tongue scraper and toothbrush usually in the kitchen, which I've put there the night before so I can go out and do it in silence and not wake up anyone. And then I will get about, what, 16 ounces? I don't know what that is. I don't know why I'm thinking in ounces, but I'm thinking in ounces, 16 ounces of water, distilled water. That's a whole other conversation. And I will put into it a hydrogen tablet, right? Hydrogen tablet, which is by the company Body Health. Put a lid on it, let it dissolve, and then basically scull that water full of hydrogen. Yes, I do drink hydrogen water from Hydrogen Health through the day, but I start with an even stronger dose of hydrogen by using those tablets. And we have a code, you can use the code MELISSA to get 20% off our amazing hydrogen water filters and water desktop unit and also water bottles. So I'll link to that in the show notes, but if you want to get 20% off, use the code MELISSA. And then I'll sit down and meditate. And I'm really wanting to bring a second meditation in. I haven't quite got there yet. I'm still just on the first meditation at the moment of the day, which goes for 20 minutes. We both do Vedic meditation. And this is just since baby girl has been born. We were meditating twice a day. You were. I was. I, I hadn't been I had, twice for a while. I have been for eight years. And then since baby girl has joined us, my second medi is not there right now. It's not there. But you do have a nice walk. But anyway, mm. we'll get to that. So I meditate and then I get up and do yoga. And that tends to vary between just freestyling it on my own because there's certain movements I want my body to go through, which I know are my sort of traditional tight spots. And that changes. But at the moment, I've got like really tight in the side obliques. Don't know why. Something to do with my training. And by the time I've done that, it's usually seven o'clock. I do some breath work too. Oh, yes, you do. You do breath work. Yep. And I do some breathing after my meditation as well. And I say some affirmations and I say a prayer and bless the day. And I say what I'm grateful for. That kind of is all at the end of my meditation. Just to give more details on the breath work, because I know people will be wondering, oh, what do you do? Is it Wim Hof? Is it, what is it? I've kind of taken from lots of different styles and I'll do whatever I feel like doing on the day. So sometimes it might just be breath of fire, Kundalini style, and just a really quick sort of burst of energy. Other days it might be an 11, 16, 21 breath, which is where you basically breathe 11 really sharp and fast breaths in and out your nose only. So, and do 11, and on the 11th breath, hold it as long as you can then let it out, and then do the same, 16 breaths, hold it on the 16th breath, and then let it out, and then again, 21 breaths, hold it on the 21st breath. That's one of my favorites, because it just seems to like drive a whole bunch of energy into my brain in the morning, so much so that I tend to fall over sometimes, (laughs) literally almost pass out, but it feels awesome. It could be a bit of Wim Hof, it could be all sorts of things, but I just freestyle it. Sometimes it's there's a great app called Allo Moves, A-L-O, and Dylan Werner, I think it is, or Warner, Dylan Warner, Dylan Werner, he's a yogi, has a breathwork course on there. And I love doing his 30-minute breathwork sessions, which include yin-style yoga poses at the same time. So doing breath retention during yin. Mm, so delicious. that's cool. That's cool. 
and I've had Wim Hof on my podcast. So you can go and breathe with Wim and I, and I'll link to that episode in the show notes as well. So that takes us to about 7 a.m. Now, at 7 a.m., we go into baby girl and we wake her together, which is just like the best. It's like our favorite part of the day. So we sing the song? No, we're not singing the song because it's a special song that I made up. You know, maybe we'll release it one day. Maybe, but it's a very special song that I made up for her that we sing in the morning. And when we go in, she's just beaming ear to ear, smiling her head off. She's so cute. So we wake her up and we have some cuddles and I offer her the potty. So we're doing a mixture of elimination, communication, some disposable, biodegradable diapers, nappies, and some cloth nappies or diapers, whatever you call them. So I offer her the potty as soon as she wakes up and then we have milk and then I offer her the potty again and then it's playtime. And so she's awake for two hours. That's what is recommended for her age right now is about a two-hour window awake and then a two-hour window asleep. That's kind of what her age can really handle, being awake for that long at the moment. So from seven till nine, we do this little routine. So then we're playing. And whilst we're playing, I drink an organic cold-pressed green juice. And so does Nick. So Do you want to just tell everyone what's in our juice? Yeah, so at the moment we're doing a pretty consistent juice. We used to mix it up a bit more, but just for simplicity, we're keeping it really simple. It may not sound simple, but it's just good to do the same thing. I don't know. It feels good. So we do celery, cucumber, fennel, ginger, lemon or lime, minced coriander and parsley. Bit of apple. Apple and romaine lettuce. It's so yummy. So yummy. So I have that. And then if I didn't get to do yoga before baby girl woke up, I will do it now whilst I'm playing with her. So I just put my mat in front of her and play with her and then do some yoga poses and then play with her. But my intention is to be fully present, patient and playful in that seven till nine period. That's my intention. So what else do you do in that seven till nine period? Similar. I'll make up for any lost yoga if I didn't get it finished. But generally I'm playing or might be doing the potty instead, but I'm playing with Bambi and just generally going through the morning, having breakfast, which we'll get to in a minute, having the juice. I sometimes have a second big glass of hydrogen water if I feel like an extra kick of antioxidants. And just recently I've started taking 10 amino acid tablets in the morning before everything else. Now, this is very specific to me and my body type. I've spoken a bit about perfect aminos by Body Health and how much they've really supported everything. It's funny, I was on the beach with some friends today and I told them about these aminos. And he said to me, you know, we're sort of three weeks in now taking these every day. He said, it's one of the few things I've ever done where I feel like everything's working better all of a sudden. He said, it's hard to put your finger on, but he said, it's just like, I just feel better, stronger, more energy, sleeping better. It's like your body works better. Now, because my body is vata pizza, I can break down muscle tissue very easily. And because I'm training at the moment to work, well, to basically build muscle, I don't want to do anything during the day that basically makes me lose muscle. And in the morning, because we finish eating dinner at six o'clock the night before, 
if I don't have breakfast until eight o'clock, that's 14 hours, which is a good little, you know, intermittent fast. It's long enough, but it does mean that my body can get catabolic, which is breaking down. So by having those aminos early around sort of seven o'clock, it just means my body's getting some building blocks that it can use instead of breaking down muscle tissue. So that's a little hack for the skinny minis like me out there. And the supplements, I'm just taking two at the moment. I'm taking a B12 spray and an omega, DHA and EHA. And in that seven to nine period, we also have breakfast. Is there anything else that you do in that seven to... Oh, we both shower as well in that seven to nine period and we tag team. So I'll play with Bambi and Nick will shower and then we swap and we have breakfast, usually sitting on the floor whilst we're rolling around with her and playing with her. Just to clarify your supplements, because people will want to know what exactly. It is a methylated B12 sublingual spray. There's lots of different types out there, but we always take methylated. There's lots of science on the cyanocobalamin form. So a lot of people take that because there's more science on it. But from what I've seen, the science on the methylated version is much better for us specifically because we both have MTHFR G mutations, which means we don't actually utilize B12 super efficiently. So it's better to have it in its methylated form for us, but you need to do your research on that. And get tested yourself with a blood test to see whether you have the MTHFR gene. Or not. Yeah. Or just try cyanocobalamin and try methylated and see which one you like. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always just be intuitive. And in terms of the oil you're taking, can't remember the brand, we'll link to it in the show notes, but it is obviously a vegan EPA DHE in a form of algae. It's very, very, very clean. It's not super cheap, I will say, but it's very clean. That's why we buy this one, because it's the cleanest we can find. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about what we have for breakfast. So I have actually shared my breakfast in a previous episode. We'll which do it again. I can run through it again, but right now I'm having a smoothie bowl. And I love it. It's so yummy. And it's spring right now and it's just so nice. So in it, I've got some fennel, some zucchini, some wild blueberries, banana, some sort of seaweed, dulse or sea lettuce or any sort of seaweed. Got some ginger. We've got some turmeric. We've got hemp seeds. Do you put a green in there sometimes? Yes, green powder. I put the green powder mix that you make. Which is a mix of alfalfa grass powder from Suede Hills in Canada. And that goes outside our eating local philosophy. It's just such a superior product. Would that be irradiated? Well, we know the we know the source. It's coming directly from this beautiful elderly couple in Canada, straight to us. I'm not sure if they actually irradiate things going from one person to the other through customs or if it's just commercial goods it's a good question though we do a moringa leaf powder and an olive leaf powder which is also from suede hills and basically make up a blend and a mix and we just put that in our smoothies it's such a bomb of goodness my gosh And then blend that up. And on top of it, I will put some local spray-free blueberries and raspberries from the organic farmer's market and some hemp seeds. And that is my breakfast. What do you have? You have a bit of a mix of different things. I have three that I rotate. Yeah. So let's start with a simple one, fruit and avocado. (laughs) So I tend to do 
handful of raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, maybe some apple and banana, and anywhere from half to a whole avocado, depending on the size. That is when I feel like my digestion needs a bit of a break because I feel like when I eat them in the order of, say, berries, banana, avocado, they just seem to digest so quickly and feel so clean in my body. I use that as like a, not a cleanse, but just a way of giving my digestion a break. The next one is a smoothie bowl, very similar to Melissa's, where I'll do a cup of wild blueberries. They actually are also from Canada. Can't really get them here. They're wild blueberries. They're not very sweet, much more fiber, more antioxidants. And I'll do the same green powder. I'll put in there a bunch of the berries. I like to drink my smoothie at the moment, just purely out of efficiency. And I'll put the green powders in. I'll put in uh, pine pollen powder, which is a testosterone booster, gelatinized maca, mesquite, some of these more exotic things, flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds. And I'll generally choose some sort of green, romaine lettuce, big handful of mint, some kale, some sort of green. I'll blend in there. I'll have banana in there as well. Ginger. What am I missing, darling? I think that's about it. Yeah, I feel like there's something else. But anyway, Banana, did you say banana? I said banana, yeah. yeah. And just blend that up. It's, it's really delicious. Mine looks like really dark green. Spirulina, actually. Spirulina I put in there as well. It's a very interesting color, my one. So yeah, that's the smoothie. And the third one I have, I've been playing around again with overnight oats. I've come to the conclusion, though, that unless you do the overnight oats like really properly, like a Swedish, I don't know, is, is bircher from Sweden? I don't know. I think it is. Like a proper bircher. And what they would do to make a proper bircher, there would be usually cream or milk, and there would be lemon juice and different things in there that actually break down, like they sort of partially ferment and break down any of the phytates in the oats. So, you know, that's one way of doing overnight oats is doing it properly so they break down phytates. When I do overnight oats, I feel, I don't know, I get this funny feeling behind my eyes. That is so random. It's like, I think it's a lectin phytate thing. I felt it before with high lectin foods. I'm not afraid of lectins. I think they're actually super beneficial for lots of things. But for some reason, overnight oats... Yeah. Oh, grated apple, actually. It's the pectin in the apple, which helps break things down. So I'm still toying with that because I do like the idea of not cooking something and having it alive. And then I'll just serve it with a bit of coconut yogurt and some fresh berries. Love it. It's so beautiful. I put mesquite in it as well, which tastes like caramel. So Mm. good. But yeah, I'm not sure on that one yet. So instead, overnight, I've been soaking half a cup of oats, about an eighth of a cup of lupin flakes, L-U-P-I-N, which is a form of legume, and soak those and cook them for quite a long time, like half an hour at least, the next morning to break everything down, make it super digestible. And then I'll serve that with literally just a little bit of maple syrup, heaps of berries, banana, and some hemp seeds, and it's just yum. Mm, So good. Yum, yum. So that is our breakfast, and this takes me till 9 o'clock, which is when baby girl has her first sleep. And I put her in her room and again, I sing her another song that I made up. Or I do. Or you do. We take it in turns to sort of put her down. We both love doing it. I love doing it. I love getting her awake and I love putting her to sleep because I get to do it with a song. So 
we go into the room and I sing a song to her and she goes to sleep from nine till 11. Now, sometimes you start music at 8.30. So you have kind of gone to the music studio or by 8.30 8 or 8. eight. Yeah, this morning was 8.30. I was supposed to be 8. Yeah. I pushed it back because Melissa said, I really need your help this morning. <laughs> I have a very sore shoulder, wrists, upper back, neck from yeah. holding Bambi. So I'm seeing the osteo and I'm getting massages and, ah, it's, yeah, just I've not used these muscles in this way before. So I said, I really need some help because my arms are, my wrists are hurting. So Nick usually goes to the music studio at 8 or 8.30. Yeah, and this morning I had a session with a producer in LA who I've been working with quite a bit. And we had a writing session today, just writing a new song. We wrote a banger. Isn't it cool? It's so good. It's really fun. This is for a new project I'm doing, actually, which I will announce pretty soon. I wasn't sure on the name, but I'm 100% sure now. So I will be announcing that project soon. It's much more pop, dance, just fun-related sort of music, whereas Nick Broadhurst is going to stay more beautiful and just like me, more beautiful. <laughs> and so Nick is usually in the music studio till 11.30. So he's like 8 or 8.30 till 11.30. Now, once baby girl goes to sleep and has her two hour, nine till 11, that two hours is when I do any work that I need to get done. So that is when I do my two hours of power and I literally sit down, put my headphones on and just go for it. Because I know that that is my chance. That's my opportunity. And in that time as well, I may, for morning tea, finish my organic cold-pressed juice. So I don't drink it all first thing in the morning. I like to have a little bit left over for morning tea. So I'll have the remaining of my juice in that time as well. And that takes me to 11 a.m., which is when baby girl wakes up. So she usually has a two-hour sleep at this time. But this morning, she woke at 10.30. So I, you know, got her up and played with her then, but usually she'll do nine till 11. And so at 11, I'll go in and wake her and sing her song and we do the potty. So I always offer her the potty after she wakes up and then we have a big milk drink and then I offer her the potty again. And then at 11.30, Nick comes down and we take our lunch to the beach and we have some nappy free time at the beach, which she just loves. Bambi loves nature. She will just lay under the umbrella on a towel and just stare up at the trees. She just loves it so much. And when we go for our walk in the afternoon, she just loves looking at all the trees. So we always take our lunch down to the beach and have some beautiful family time down there and eat our lunch. And we stay down there till 12.55 because <laughs> Bambi has her next sleep at one o'clock. But to before be I tell you about, yeah, to be exact. And we have a swim and we have family time and it's beautiful. Sometimes we meet friends down there or we bump into friends down at the beach and it's really beautiful. And we always take our lunch down there. So let's talk about what is a typical lunch for us? Mm. Well, we have a template that we try and keep pretty simple. And... This would be the most common. It's not always this, but I would say this is the most common lunch that we have. So we'll just stick with that. It is a form of steamed green vegetable. Like I do 
kales and Brussels sprouts. Broccoli. Broccoli, that sort of stuff. Whereas Melissa sticks to non-cruciferous because she's breastfeeding. And Bambi Girl had a little bit of an upset tummy. And so I took out all cruciferous out of my diet and her upset tummy went. Now, I love cruciferous vegetables and I'm going to start to slowly introduce them back in now. Just, I don't know, it might all be in my head. I don't know. But her tummy was fine after I removed them from my diet. So it could just be a placebo, who knows, but I'll start to slowly introduce them back. So we always have some form of steamed greens. So I am loving at the moment Swiss chard and rainbow chard Oh, with a squeeze of lemon juice over all of our green vegetables, which helps increase the iron absorption. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty simple. And then we always have some form of carbohydrate. So The standard for us is sweet potato. Mm, And we'll just do some chips, bake them in the oven, a bit of salt, sometimes some coconut flour, coconut oil, a bit of trocomere, herb salt on the top. And you can mix this up. You can do white sweet potato, orange sweet potato. You can throw some beetroots in there, some carrot. Some normal potatoes sometimes. Yeah, just any sort of really healthy starchy carbs. So we've always got some form of starch in our diet. I love orange sweet potato and white sweet potato. Yeah, we've switched back to more steamed greens recently. We were doing salads. And the only reason we changed is because I was getting a really bad cracked heel. One of my heels was cracking and painful, which according to Ayurveda is a vata imbalance, right? So I looked at things that could have been causing an imbalance and raw foods would be up there for sure. I still love having raw food, so I still have sprouts and things, but we just knocked the salad out and now we make it steamed green. So we have that with a sweet potato. Sometimes it's a a gluten-free bread we make, right, which is a form of carb because it's got quinoa or oats or something in it. So, But it's usually a root vegetable. And then we always have some form of legume. So that takes the form of a tempeh, like a chickpea tempeh, a lupin tempeh, a fava bean tempeh, so we'll have like half a block of tempeh each. Or beans. Or we'll just make, standard for us is just like a serving of black beans that we've cooked ourselves. So we've soaked, soaked overnight. Yeah, soaked overnight and then cooked those ourselves that morning. So that could be red lentils, could be mung beans, could be split mung dal, could be chana dal. It could be Adzuki green lentils, bean. azuki beans, French lentils, chickpeas. Cannellini beans. Cannellini beans, navy beans. Any bean or legume or, yeah. I mean. Butter beans. Yeah. So we, we try and have as much variety as we can. Chickpeas. Because every single one is a form of prebiotic as well. So feeds different bacteria. So it's really good to mix those up. My favorite would be black beans, I think. I love black beans. Mm, I love them all. And yeah. then sometimes we make, we soak the chickpeas, cook them, and then we'll make a hummus or something like that. Mm. And another thing we've been doing recently as a protein source instead of having, say, the legumes, would be a pate. So I've been doing shiitake mushroom pate. Really simple. You basically get about 10 shiitake fresh mushrooms. You can use dried as well. About half a red onion. Cook off the onion. Make it really caramelized. Put the mushrooms in. Throw in some thyme, sage, oregano, some garlic. Cook that so it's really sticky. You know, because the stickiness, at least 20 minutes, would bring out 
more of the mushroom flavor. You want to slightly brown it, but not too much because that brown is not good for you. So just find a fine balance with that. And then overnight, I would have soaked some walnuts or some pecans or something like that and basically blend it all together. And I use a little bit of coconut water to bring it to a smooth consistency, add a bit of sweetness to it, and it makes the most divine pate. It actually tastes really similar to a normal pate. Less gamey. Definitely less gamey. <laughs> we use trochamere in that as well, and sometimes I use a vegetable stock concentrate, which luckily here there's a local one which is really clean. It stays in the fridge, put a teaspoon in, and you get all these beautiful flavors. So that's been fun. And we also have some form of fat, and that might be avocado or from the nuts and seeds in the pate or... Sometimes olive oil, if I want more calories. You don't, you don't tend to use olive oil so much. I do. Only when you're cooking my food? Yeah. Mainly because I forget to add it. Yeah, we put it on <laughs> at the end anyway. So that's how a lunch tends to look. And, and same for dinner. Pretty similar for pretty dinner. Pretty similar, actually. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, what about afternoon snacks? Yes. So then we come back up from the beach and Bambi has her next two hour sleep from one till three. And this is when we are recording this episode right now. So again, I do any other urgent work or errands. But really in this time, if I'm not recording a podcast, I try and lay down and read or have a little nap or something like that. I just make sure I get some sort of rest. And as soon as we're finished recording this, I will go and lay down before she wakes up at three o'clock. And then baby girl wakes up, we go and wake her. Usually I wake her at this time because Nick is working. I will wake her with her song and we do potty. I always offer her the potty straight after she wakes up. We have milk and then I offer her the potty again. And then we play until her final nap, which is at 4.15. And for afternoon tea, I will tune into my body. And if I want something, I may have a piece of fruit, but usually I just have a big ball mason jar of warm hydrogen water again, which is what I'm trying to do. And I find that that really satisfies me. Any little bit of, oh, I could eat something goes away because I just need more water. So that's what I do. Until 4.15, I put Bambi in the pram and she has a 45-minute nap and we go for a big, beautiful walk together and it's just so beautiful. The weather is amazing and I just love that time with her. And sometimes in that time, I will catch up on messages or have a phone call with a friend or I might listen to a podcast or just walk and just enjoy the surroundings, which I'm trying to do more and more at the moment. And she usually has that little nap until 5.15 and I'll push her in the pram and usually smack bang on 5.15 or anywhere between 5 and 5.15, she'll wake up and she does this cute little kick of her feet on the pram. It's so cute. And she makes a little noise and then I know she's awake. Okay, tell me what you do in that time, babe, from 3 till 5.15. So it's either a surf day or a training day. What time do you wrap up your work? 3 o'clock. Sometimes I don't go back to work after lunch. just depends how I feel and how much I have on. I tend to do crypto in the afternoons. 
We have some very exciting stuff coming soon about that, actually. But um, yeah, so I will do some crypto. I'll do some more music. I'll do some adulting, you know, like banking and all the stuff that just has to be done. And I tend to train at around, yeah, 3, 3.30. So around 2 o'clock, I will have a pre-workout drink. So my pre-workout drink, I've simplified this over the years. I used to like <laughs> smash like rice cakes with peanut butter and banana and stuff, like traditional bodybuilding sort of stuff. Yum. Yeah, so tasty, but makes you fart like a champion because you're mixing banana with nuts and grains and like it's just a bit of a fermentation fest. So I actually find that my health's just a lot better when I simplify my meals. So instead, I'm just doing 10 of my amino acid tablets that I spoke to you about, which is just a readily available form of amino acid building blocks no digestion. They're in the bloodstream in 23 minutes. They have zero fecal residue. They're a very specific form. I wouldn't take just any form. They're clean. And I do that with about three to five grams of glutamine and some form of electrolytes, usually just coconut water. So I'll just drink that and take those amino acids. And it's giving my body the building blocks before training and putting it into an anabolic state. Actually, I missed one thing. I do creatine in the pre-workout drink. This might sound a bit sort of bodybuilding, supplementy, controversial. For me personally, I found that I feel like a better human with creatine in my diet. I just do as a supplement. I just feel better. I feel stronger. I feel happier. So I'm just surrendering to that and just using it. I use a specific form called Crea Pure, which comes in many labels. So make sure you get Crea Pure. It's a German form of creatine. So it's creatine, glutamine, amino acids, and an electrolyte that's pre. I do the same thing during the workout. Again, another 10 tablets, so having 10 grams of protein during. And then afterwards, similar again, but this time I'm swapping the coconut water for tart cherry juice. It's a bit more carbohydrates, more calories in it. It replenishes the glycogen stores for the muscle. I'm not having like a massive 60 grams of carbohydrates post-workout, that sort of stuff. I don't really, it just doesn't work for me. It feels like it's too much because I eat dinner at 5.30. So at 4.30, I'm having this drink, and at 5.30, I'm having at dinner. I'm replenishing all those glycogen stores anyway. So that's a workout day, and if I surf or do some other sort of movement, yoga or walking or something, or a sauna, I'll still have another 10 tablets or so. So I tend to have 20 to 30 of those amino acid tablets a day. And this could change, but at the moment, it's working for me. So I'm going to keep going without judging the fact that it's a supplement. I'm just going to keep doing it because I feel better. So... Win-win. And that takes us to dinner where we have the same, pretty much. Yeah, so I wake baby girl at 5.15 and we usually eat dinner at 5.30. Anywhere between 5.15 and 5.30 we eat dinner and dinner is very similar to what we do for lunch. Well, it does change a little bit because we tend to do a grain sometimes. So quinoa, millet, amaranth, these sorts of things. I like brown rice, basmati brown rice. I don't, I don't like normal brown rice. But I love making myself kind of like a Buddha bowl. Big serving of rice. I cook half a cup of rice, which has been soaked overnight. And I'll have finely sliced Brussels sprouts that have been steamed. I'll have my beans. And I'll put some like fermented black garlic on there, which I love, which is just a huge immune boost. I get it from the local markets. It's so extraordinary. It's like little slightly garlicky lollies. Oh, they're so delicious. And I'll 
I'm pretty lazy with flavors for dinner because I'm in a bit of a rush just to sit down and eat. So I'll tend to do lemon juice on, oh, we have greens, of course, lemon juice on the greens. And I'll just get like coconut aminos and pour it over the beans and the rice. And I'm kind of done, just fast and easy. And the reason why we do that as well is because with a little bit of lemon juice over your food that is organic and beautiful, like it just tastes so good. You don't need to add all of these different things on top. It just tastes delicious. Like one of my favorite things is steamed silver beet or rainbow chard or Swiss chard. And a bit of the Murray River pink salt we love. Yeah, but lately I haven't even been adding that. It's just lemon juice and it's so delicious. So that's our dinner. And from, you know, when Bambi wakes up at 5.15 till 6, you know, we're just sitting usually on the floor around our coffee table all together, having family time and laughing and just being present with each other. And that takes us to around 6 o'clock. Just lately, we've been doing the dinners down on the beach. Yes, because it's incredible weather and it's now spring here and it's just so beautiful. So we've been taking our dinner down there and having it there. And that takes us to about six o'clock. Just on that quickly, it's a small gesture. If you've got the space to go outside and eat your dinner as a family or on your own, it's a small gesture that makes a big difference because you feel like you're really living, you know, and it's such an easy, free thing to do. So we've been enjoying that. And just on eating outside, get outside as much as possible. Now that it's warmer here, our intention is to be outside breakfast, lunch and dinner. And if you can't because of where you live right now, or work, work, just go and sit on your front porch or your backyard and eat your food. Just getting that fresh air and those negative ions is really, really important. So we try and get outside as much as possible. And when we're inside, we have the windows open, all of the blinds open. So we've got as much fresh air and sunlight coming in as possible. Beautiful. So that takes us to six. And then at six o'clock, Nick and Bambi go into the bedroom and he gives her a beautiful baby Abiyanga, which is an Ayurvedic baby massage with a beautiful Ayurvedic baby oil that is full of so many good things. And this is an oil from our friend Dylan at Vital Vader. It's a specific baby oil that is designed to boost their immune system. It's got lots of herbs and goodness in there. So Nick will give her beautiful baby massage and then they have bath time together, which is so cute. She loves the bath. They sit in there, they sing, they play games. It's really cute. Yeah, we just, we just have a laugh. You know, we just stare at each other and laugh about stuff. And they, so fun. they sing and she's, yeah, she's super cute. Mm-hmm. And then she gets out of the bath, you know, I don't know, 6.20 around there. We have milk and that will last probably 15. Just to clarify, that is breast milk we're talking about. Yeah, she'll have some breast milk at 6.30 for maybe just over 15 minutes, however long she wants. And then after that, Nick and her do a book, which is so cute. She absolutely loves reading with Nick and she lays next to him and strokes his face. It's the cutest thing ever. And they do burping as well in that time. And then at seven o'clock, we sing her her beautiful sleepy time song and she goes to sleep. 
And you can learn more about that burping in episode 420 with Dr. Dan Golly. He's the one who taught us that specific way of doing it. And it's actually easier and so much more pleasant. It's been great, actually. It's been really good. His burping technique is awesome. And Bambi literally just makes it to seven. Yeah. Like just kind of, (laughs) she's really cute. Like when I'm reading to her, she'll just stare at me with this really serious little face (laughs) and stroke my face. It's so beautiful. It's just the best man far out. And uh, we sometimes use a sound machine. We just use white noise on an app that you got and it's on an old iPad that we don't use and the iPad is on airplane mode and it's outside her door. So we just put it on the floor outside her door and she listens to that, obviously. We're not even sure if she needs that. It's playing right now actually in the background because we're making noise upstairs. Yeah, and I didn't do it. I only just introduced it and that was mainly because I did Dr. Golly's program and he's a big fan of it. So I just wanted to try it and see how it goes. But I don't know if we'll do it forever. I don't know. Well, I think what's good about it is it kind of gives us the confidence to be a bit more noisy when she's asleep. So I think it just takes a bit of the edge off tiptoeing around a sleeping baby because we don't want that energy in the house of like, don't wake the baby. We don't want to be tiptoeing around. We want to be able to still do stuff. And I think that just gives us both a bit of confidence to do that. So that's fine, I think. Yeah, so, and I don't know if we'll do it forever. Who knows? Oh, I just, you know, when you're parents, you just make everything up as you go, right? <laughs> it's just winging it. You're just winging it. And so she has her sleep. She goes to sleep at seven. So then at seven, I usually say goodnight to Nick and I get into bed. And what I've been doing lately is the last couple of nights reading a few pages and then I'm out. I am falling asleep at 7.30 and that is what works for me. But you stay up a little bit longer. Mm. Well, for mums, I would say that's important, going to sleep as early as possible because you do wake up rested for a new mum, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And we are blessed with a baby that does sleep really well, but it wasn't always like that. We had to sort of work a bit to get her into that routine and it's working really well. She's so happy. She's so cute. And mum's happy. So... I mean, I tend to do a FaceTime with Leo at about quarter past seven. I might come out and tidy up a bit. That is generally a time I get to FaceTime Leo, who's in Sydney, currently separated from his papa, but we're trying to work on getting us back together soon, hopefully. And we'll speak for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, sometimes longer. If there's any lingering crypto work I need to do, I'll jump upstairs and quickly do that. But I more recently have started doing yoga, like a proper yoga routine in the evenings for 20 to 30 minutes. I've got to tell you, like doing yoga twice a day is 10 times more effective than doing it once. It's not twice as effective, it's like 10 times more because you've had the morning and then in the evening your body's so warm and so loose, you get into things way deeper. And because I've noticed I've stiffened up a bit since becoming dad the second time, because just not doing my routine, I'm training, lifting weights, I'm like, I do not want to get stiff and lose that flexibility I worked so hard to maintain. So I really am enjoying the, the nightly yoga. And then I will read, generally last 15 minutes, 20 minutes max. I'm currently reading a book called The Secret Keeper of Jaipur which is the sequel to The Henna Artist. And it's this beautiful 
series set in 1950s, 60s India. And I just love the way it's written and it helps me become a better writer because I'm writing a fiction novel myself. Actually, on that note, if I do have some writing to do, I tend to do it in the evenings because I just feel better in the evenings. So my goal is always to be asleep by 8, sometimes 8.30. And then if I'm having a really late night, it might be 9 o'clock. And we're always wearing blue blocks, blue light blocking glasses at night. And we use the little blue blocks reading light as well when we're reading, which is a game changer. And Melissa likes to use the blue blocks hive, which is a red light device, red light therapy device. As the light. It's kind so of we, like, yeah, as yeah, a light. We kind of dim all the lights, turn all the lights off and just have the blue blocks hive and reading lights going. And uh, I look like quite the sight when I go to bed. I have a nasal strip on, <laughs> which opens up my nasal passages because my left nostril is not quite as open as my right. And when I put that on, it's like, ah, it's like life. Like, it's amazing. So I do that. Um, I have to put this thing on my hand. <laughs> it's a long story. I wear the happy device, H-A-P-B-E-E, which we'll link to, and put it on the deep sleep setting. I wear the Apollo device on my wrist. I love Apollo so much. I wear my Apollo too. Melissa does the Apollo. It's kind of like a bit of a non-negotiable for us because if Melissa wakes up in the middle of the night for a feed or just for a bit of stirring from Bambi, she can just quickly press Apollo and boom, it starts doing the deep sleep program, which essentially just brings the nervous system into parasympathetic, which we could all use more of. So I do that and I have earplugs, which I, I feel like give me a better quality of sleep. And I sometimes take melatonin as well. I'm experimenting with high-dose melatonin. This is a future guest on the show, Dr. John Lawrence, who has a company called Mitozen. He has melatonin suppositories, which are 200 milligram suppositories. So if you think normally you'd be taking three to five milligrams orally, this is 200 milligrams up your butt with a probiotic. <laughs> so I've been playing with that and I generally feel really rested the next morning. So yeah, that tends to get us into bed and that's a good day if we stick to that. And sometimes things happen and we don't. And that's cool too. And it's all good. We're flexible and we flow with it. I forgot to mention that I do shower. I, I forgot to mention that. I always that. shower. And, um, I bath, yeah. I shower usually when Nick is doing baby massage. So I'll just jump in and have a quick shower whilst they're doing that. So that is what we eat in a day and that is our routine. I hope you guys really liked this and got a lot out of it. But like Nick said, not every day flows like that. And it's all good. It's all good. We just flow with it and make sure we're having a really good time and we're laughing and we're doing things that make us feel good and bring us joy. And that's what it's all about, doing more things that make you feel good, doing more things that raise your vibration and make you feel like your best self. And if you are listening to this and you think, my gosh, my routine does not sound like as inspiring as that or whatever, just start to remove things that don't light you up and leave the things that do. That's a great place to start. Just remove the things that don't light you up and leave the things that do and add more of the things that do. But I hope this was helpful. I did forget one thing. What's that? Infrared sauna. Oh, yes, you do have saunas. I don't have saunas right now because I'm breastfeeding. 
but I can. There is a relaxation setting. Yeah, I just, just don't know where I would fit that in my day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could use that as in your one to three as a form of relaxation. relaxation. You could watch something, read something. But then no one's listening out for Bambi. This is true. And so, because yeah. we don't have baby monitors. So, during that time, I'm in the house and I can hear anything from the room where Bambi is sleeping. So, yeah, I can't really go down and have a sauna at that time. We will be adding a new device into our routine, which is, I'm going to admit, it's rather a lavish purchase and a complete luxury. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's actually a collaboration with a new podcast sponsor and something we're very excited about, which is a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. And they are not all created equal, that's for sure. So before you rush out and look at them and buy something from China, chill, because we've got something coming which is next level. And that will be working into our routine. My suggestion will be that Melissa gets up in the morning and does her meditation in the chamber as a way of boosting, like just basically being more efficient with her routine. Whilst you listen out for Bambi Girl. That's right. I'll be using it around my workout, so maybe half an hour before my workout and possibly after a workout too. So the hyperbaric oxygen chamber is going to be a game changer to the routine and that's coming soon. So that'd be fun. I'm aware that not everyone can have that in the house, so that's a total luxury. Don't forget to head to comparisonitis.com to get your copy of my latest book and all the free goodies that go with it. I cannot wait for you to read it and to hear what you think. So I really hope that you got a lot out of this episode and you loved it. If you did, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all my episodes will pop up in your feed so you don't have to go searching for the new episode. And come and tell me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and you can come tell Nick too at I am Nick Broadhurst what you got out of this episode. I would love to hear from you. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.